Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, hello, mamacitas. Welcome back to another episode of Tere Tells All. Thank you for making me part of your weekly podcast rotation. It means so much. Thank you for the love on last week's episode about starting something new. Um, you guys are amazing because sometimes when I do my solo episodes, I get a little worried that you guys are not going to want to listen because it's just me by myself rambling on for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. But um, you guys are awesome for, you know, giving me your feedback and telling me how it helped you. And that's 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 the goal here. Um, I'm going to keep today's intro short and uh, next week, you know, we'll we'll get more into some little personal stuff. But for today, I want to go ahead and get started. I want to bring on our, my guest for this week. So let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have personal trainer, swim coach, and CrossFit athlete from New York, Phil Soto. Welcome to the show, Phil. Hey, thank you. You're so somber. Lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a little nervous. <laughs> why, why are you nervous? Um, I know. I've never been on a podcast before, but um, it's, it's interesting. You know, I guess I could say I'm, you know, nervous because not, not so much a stage fright, but, um, I'm not really one to talk about my story or myself or anything. So it's cool to, you know, be uncomfortable. Yeah, no, understandable. But I think that people can learn from other stories, which is why, like, I wanted to have you on here. Cause I've been following you on Instagram for a while and I love everything you post. And so I, I thought that you know, other people should hear about you too and like what you're up to and just kind of like where everything stems from. So I'm excited to have you on the show today. Um, but I, I'm doing a lot of talking here. I'm going to give you the mic. I want you to tell us like your story, who you are, your passion. Just give us some background info on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so um, a little bit about myself. I've always had a somewhat of a of an athletic background uh you know grew up playing baseball football basketball all the sports as a kid uh you know as a young man <laughs> um and i come from a family of teachers so my mother is a school teacher my grandmother is a school teacher my uncle was an art teacher you know it's really sort of in my blood um and coming you know from like a swimming background it's been interesting because I've swimming has always been like my number one favorite sport, 
but I was never, I never had the opportunity to be in a competitive setting. So I never got to be in a swim team. We didn't have swim team in like any of the schools I went to, um, but I just loved being in the water and, you know, really pushing myself. Um, so I guess that's sort of where the swim coach and family of teachers tie together. Um, I started swim instruction uh, when I was 18 and have sort of been doing that along with other jobs here and there uh, ever since. Now, 10 years later, um, I have had a huge, uh, you know, change in the direction of where I want to go with that. Um, going back to, you know, coming from a family of teachers, I've always been on that teaching end, right? So I've always been like, you know, working with people and, um, holding on to concepts like patience and empathy and um, being able to articulate, um, you know, things with form and, and so on. Um, but I've always been, you know, the explainer, the teacher. Just to make a long story short, in 2017, I suffered a pretty bad injury and it was really a freak accident. I tore my ACL, MCL, PCL, and my meniscus in my left knee. Oh my God. Yeah, insane. Uh, I I joke with my friends. I say, yeah, you know, whenever people ask me how that happened, I say I fought a bear upstate New York. <laughs> but in reality, uh, some guy just slipped while I was at a bar and my weight was shifted on from my left hip. It just went straight down. And like I said, freak accident. Oh my God, that is a freak accident. Yeah, just completely off guard. And again, you know, athletic background. I'd say I have pretty strong legs, but took me out, wasn't prepared for it. My surgeon said this is a 100% a career-ending injury. So, you know, don't look forward to anything uh, too athletic in the future. Um, and, yeah, like, the rehab process when I went to, uh, you know, physical therapy and I was rehabbing my knee, that was really that moment for me. You know, like, that was when I was on the other end of that spectrum, you know, instead of teaching and spewing out this information for students to learn, I'm there learning about anatomy, about biomechanics, about how to really utilize my body's, you know, functionality um, mm -hmm. and how to grow with that. And so just from that switch in perspective, it changed my whole career. I was going for school, I was going to school for nutrition at the time. And I switched majors to kinesiology or science. Um, and yeah, I just sort of found this passion for fitness along the way. You know, I was also a lot bigger at the time. The heaviest I was around that time actually was 248 pounds. And I'm not big on like, you know, the scale and numbers. Cause I know that um, that can lead to a lot of body image issues um, mm -hmm. and confidence issues. Um, but I was definitely bigger with muscle and body fat. Um, but I was nowhere near as healthy and as strong as I wanted to be. So along the way in physical therapy, I lost some weight because I was moving a lot more, you know, and that sort of really piqued my interest in, again, exercise science and um, tying in things like movement and incorporating a healthy diet um, and 
yeah, just really learning the science behind it, behind it and moving with intention, which is definitely something I hold, you know, near and dear to me is moving and living with intention. Yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I get that from, from your post. So let's backtrack a little bit to your injury. So you, you obviously had surgery, right? Was it just one surgery? Or did you have multiple surgeries? Yeah, no, luckily it was one surgery. I got injured on July 8th and I got surgery on my birthday, the 24th. But luckily, <laughs> yeah, great birthday. Very definitely memorable. But yeah, just one quick surgery and, you know, took me out for a little yeah. bit. But the doctor is like pretty confident that that you weren't going to be able to perform ath- athletically moving forward. Is that, did I catch that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he told me that immediately just from the MRIs. And from the MRIs, um, he said, okay, your MCL is definitely torn, your PCL is definitely torn, uh, and your meniscus. We're not sure about your ACL because sometimes in MRIs, they uh, show something called pseudo-laxity where it may seem like it's just relaxed, but it could be torn. Um, and then they went in and, you know, once I woke up from surgery, he was like, yeah, your ACL was also torn. So even after that, he was like, yeah, for sure. You know, we're going to just make sure that you're able to walk again. Right. So I feel like a lot of people, you know, well, I don't say a lot of people, but some people, when they hear news like that, they kind of tend to use that. And I don't want to say almost like shut down and, yeah. you know, not like, okay, well, screw it. I guess I'm, I'm screwed. So why even try like that kind of mentality? Um, but you have been able, since your injury, like you've become a CrossFit athlete, you still uh, uh, coach swim. So was there a moment in time where you felt that way? Or were you always pretty optimistic after your injury that like, forget what the doctor said, I know what I'm capable of. Like, what was your mentality like after that, after you were told that news? Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say in general, even like in my youth, I tried to be optimistic in the face of adversity or any sort of like challenge. But with this injury, it didn't seem like a challenge. It felt like something was taken away from me. You know, again, like always love being active and, and moving, and moving. Um, but that was definitely something that was taken away from me. Immediately after the surgery, I was on bed rest for two weeks. And it was the toughest two weeks ever. Like mm-hmm. barely even being able to get off of the bed to use the bathroom, you know? Like definitely had to modify for that, but, um, you know, it's, it was definitely tough and, you know, it felt dark when I was there in my bed, not thinking about anything else, but this injury and what I'm not able to do. Um, but as time passed, you know, and you sort of let that marinate, you think, you know, well, I thought to myself, like, what am I going to do about it? You know, this sucks, but what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to let it? take me out? Am I just going to let it, you know, keep me depressed and, and, you know, keep me in, in, you know, my room on my bed, you know, mm-hmm. or am I going to come back strong? And I felt that for me, it was really important for me to come back strong for myself. Um, and so that hopefully, you know, especially for all these athletes who tend to get injured uh, often, you know, hopefully that can be some motivation to them as well. I think a, a lot of times when things like that happen that are like beyond our control, I think we get so overwhelmed and wrapped up in the situation and we forget that 
while we can't control external factors, we can control ourselves and control our reaction to things. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because as a kid, I pretty much like you two, like no matter what happened, I was very like perseverant. And like, like even as a teen, when things happened, I was like, well, this is what happened. I'm just going to move on. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to, you know, do what needs to be done. Um, but there was a time in my life where I did not feel that way. And I, I think a lot of what helps snap out of that is that self-reflection. When you take a moment to just like analyze like what it is that you want out of your life and what skills you still have, what resources you still have to continue on that path. And even if you can't continue on that path, how to pivot and go in a different direction that's still going to be as equally fulfilling. So it sounds like you pretty much did that. It's like you, you can't control what happened to you and your injuries, but your attitude was something that you could control and uh, I guess move forward with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head, like, you know, like pivoting and, and adapting um, mm-hmm. is something that, you know, we, we, as humans, will always do. And it's yeah. easy to forget that, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. honing in on that and, you know, making sure you have the ability to adapt. You know, you never know that, like, mm-hmm. it can put you in a different direction that may have been better than, you know, you were before. Like, that's one right. of the other lights from this injury is, like, <laughs> I would probably would not have become a personal trainer if I did not get injured, you know? Mm-hmm or Mm -hmm. even thought about CrossFit. (laughs) Yeah. Did you have a support system through your recovery? Yeah. So uh, my girlfriend at the time was very supportive. Uh, My family was also very supportive. Um, And I had friends, you know, come and visit me um, because I knew I was just trapped in there. (laughs) Um, And that was nice. But, you know, although I did have that support, it was very much like out of sight, out of mind. You know, like they came and visited and I was like, oh, thanks, you know, thanks for stopping by. And it felt nice in that moment. But as soon as they left, I looked right back at my knee, you know, and uh, it was tough, but, um, you know, made it work. Yeah. So at what point did you decide to become a personal trainer? So I guess I want to know your, your personal trainer story and then even your CrossFit story. Like, how did you go from such a massive injury to becoming a CrossFit athlete? Because that's, that's pretty significant. Uh, thank you. Um, after the injury, again, you know, I was on bed rest and I had definitely put on a little bit of weight um, from being inactive. Um, and, you know, starting that process of being active again, um, you know, I lost a little bit of weight, but this time around, because I had also had a little bit of a weight loss um, you know, sorry, before mm-hmm. uh, where I'd like lost 30 pounds and, but my relationship with fitness and, and food and everything like was not where it needed to be. Um, but this time around, you know, I, again, I wanted to make sure I did what I wanted to do because at this mm-hmm. point I had, you know, peaked an interest in uh, fitness and stuff, but also do it with intention, you know? So I had gained a lot of weight and this CrossFit gym uh, you know, over here in New York had offered a six week challenge. Um, you know, they made it fun, they made it engaging and they said, you know, your membership for the six weeks is free. If you lose X amount of pounds or X amount of body fat, 
percentage, you know, and the body fat percentage is something I never even considered. Um, and so I did the challenge. I sort of got my feet wet with CrossFit and the movements. Um, and I had lost a little bit of weight, not the weight that they were asking for, um, <laughs> but the body fat percentage definitely went down and it sort of amazed me, you know, how like your image can just totally change and the amount on the scale may not change as much as you think, you know, and that's where that sort of connection is important. But that's where I sort of got my feet wet with CrossFit. And, you know, that was December to January, December 2019 to January of 2020. Um, and so from then on out, I was still um, sort of recovering with my knee and I had done a lot of hit and, you know, sort of dabbled in different aspects of fitness like strength training like um learning about periodization and um again starting you know going to school for it um and it wasn't until after the pandemic um so i want to say september 2020 where i had hired a private coach to work with me you know for obviously virtual programming given the pandemic but um give me virtual programs, something I can do at home that's structured and something that I can use to not only uh, stick with, but learn, you know? And one of the things I love about CrossFit is that CrossFit is gymnastics, weightlifting and metabolic conditioning, you know? And looking at things like the CrossFit games, you see all these elite athletes doing it all, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I sort of, you know, not to get too off tangent here, but um, one of the things I've sort of struggled with personally is like just throughout my entire life is being like moderate or being like kind of good at a lot of different things, but not having that one thing that I can like call my own, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to go into this like world of CrossFit where, you know, I can do a handstand, but I'm not comfortable with handstand push-ups. That's crazy. You know, I, I have lifted a barbell before, but I've never done a clean and jerk, you know? And so it's mm -hmm. like this, this process of learning and, and growth, but also being comfortable doing different things and like, you know, training your weaknesses. So it sort of came full circle, you know, like CrossFit really opened my eyes as far as what I can do with my own fitness, how I can incorporate um, that type of training with other clients, but also that it's sort of okay to be like good at many things and try your best, you know, in all those different fields. You don't need that one thing that's your own, you know, it's not just tied to you. Yeah. I personally love CrossFit too. So when I, I doubled, I doubled in it for like about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had never touched a barbell in my life until I walked into that CrossFit box. And so it, like you said, it, it's exciting to dabble in different things and, and learn and pick up new things along the way. And you surprise yourself a lot too, because, you know, you, you see someone doing some type of movement and you're like, oh, I could never do that. And then, you know, a couple of months down the line, you're able to do it because you put in the work and you put in the practice. And that was a very fulfilling, rewarding feeling from CrossFit that I do miss. Um, when you started, I know you said you were like athletic off and on and through your childhood, but had you done like 
you said you picked up a barbell. So like, I, I guess I wanted to know how, how much of CrossFit you had done when you entered, like, were you completely new or were you like eh, somewhat comfortable? Like where, where were you at? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I say pick up a barbell, I literally mean like, I, I worked at the Y and I was part of the fitness staff and I mean like <laughs> to re-rack it. <laughs> like, I, I can't even imagine what my squat form looked like in 2016, <laughs> you know, 2015. But um, yeah, I, you know, had to take the foundations class. I had to, you know, learn fundamental movements like a squat versus, you know, for a back squat or front squat versus a hinge yeah. deadlift. Um, so I was definitely a newbie. But it was good mm-hmm. because I sort of liked being humbled in that way. Yeah. You know, like blank slate, teach me, give me all the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was, what's your favorite part of CrossFit? Like for me, the, the gymnastics part, it, no, no, yes, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the strength training part of it. Like even the wads, like once we finish this, the, the weightlifting part and we'd move on to the wad, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do burpees or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of CrossFit? I think in general, it's, it's training your weakness. Like, like, again, I'm still working with, um, with my coach, shout out to Jeff, you know, my boy, Jeff. Um, He's, he gives me strength training cycles. And so, you know, some, an example of like what my workout day would look like would be a warm up, a dynamic warm up, a lift, and then a Metcon one of the things that we're doing now is like um, the, the lift will be the sumo deadlift. And I have always done conventional deadlift my entire life, you know, and I'm working up to a max, but working on things like using my adductors and uh, my glutes to really make sure that they're firing the right way is something that I hadn't done before. So training your weakness is like, you know, the staple for me. Everybody hates the, the air bike. I love getting on there and putting, you know, <laughs> like all the gas in there, you know, yeah. and all these new gymnastic movements I used to hate. I used to hate anything overhead with my shoulder. Now I love it because I know that that's a place I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's really just training your weakness that is, is just right here in my heart. I'm going to get that tattooed, I swear. and then tell me so how do you incorporate like what you've learned from CrossFit into your personal training when you're working with clients yeah so I have been blessed enough to work with a wide variety of clients I've worked with um you know younger athletes I've worked with uh clients who want to lose a you know a certain amount of weight and I've also worked with seniors um and I love that you know I've, I've always had that in in you know as a swim coach as well but being able to do that here has been very very rewarding one thing that I take from CrossFit that I've learned firsthand and it's always good being able to feel that firsthand and then bring it to um people you're working with is mm-hmm. that you are capable then way more than you think always always literally always um I actually just worked with a client today who I had broken down a high intensity portion of our training because that's part of her goals. Um, And I said, okay, we're going to do three rounds of four minutes of work. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And the last part of that was um, as much as you can on that air bike, right? And she hates the air bike and everybody <laughs> does. But I let her know, you know, this is the final round. Come on, give me everything you got. And then she did the work. And then I said, surprise, you have another round. And she said, what? That's to say, no, 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 no. Like immediately, immediately said no. She You're said, one of those coaches that lies. Right. Actually, actually, this is the first time I did that, but I knew that like today that's what she needed, you know, and it really, it was just so awesome seeing her push herself past her limits. She thought that mm -hmm. she had given it all and then boom, another round and she did it. You know, I yeah. saw this, uh, I actually saw this video on Instagram uh, from uh, someone who gave a speech and one line that sort of stuck out to me was, are you willing to sprint if the distance is unknown? And I love that. You know, it's, it's like, you, if you think you have a certain amount of work to do, are you just going to push yourself to get that done? Or are you going to give it 110%? Always great seeing people, you know, push past their limits. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good quality to have in a coach, a coach who can, I guess, in a way, read the person that they're training and kind of, you know, either push them if they, if they need to be pushed or even scale back when you know that, you know, you need to scale back for them. Like, even though they, they might be saying, no, give me more, give me more. And you're like, no, let's, let's bring it back for a minute. Um, which remind, reminded me of a story uh, when I, I was doing boot camp. I remember I was doing boot camp and my coach at the time, her name was Allie. So shout out to Allie. If you ever, if you listen to this, I don't know if you do, <laughs> um, but I walked in and I had just had a horrible day. And we were, it was, uh, it was hit. So we were, you know, going through stations and I got to the station where we, we were punching the, the punching bag and she was holding the bag so that, you know, it wouldn't swing around. And I was just like, I was going at it. And I guess she could sense that I was kind of going a little bit harder than normal. Like she could sense my frustration. So she asked me to stay back, like at the end of class. And I stayed back. And she's like, come with me. And we went to the punching bag and she just held it. And she's like, punch it. And like, I instantly knew, like, it was just like one of those moments where like our minds connected and we read each other's minds. And she like, she held it for me so I could punch. And I just remember going at that bag and punching it and crying and punching it and crying. And it felt so good. And like, I don't know how she read that in me in my face, but she knew that I just needed to, to vent. And that was like the perfect way to just for me to let out whatever. I don't even know why I was like so upset that day. I was just so frustrated. But I remember that moment, the fact that she, as a coach, knew what I needed and, and, and did her job, essentially. So it's kind of like what you did with your client today. We're like, you know, she, you knew she had it in her. So you're like, all right, you got another round. And I think that's what makes a great coach. The coaches who, who are flexible, who can um, push their, their clients beyond what they think they're capable of. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, thank you. I think it was, I think it's also important, like what you said about, you know, scaling back as well, because there's a difference between reading and knowing your client and just not being smart, you know, saying, mm -hmm. keep going, keep going, like, give me more pushups when you know that they're dealing with a rotator cuff injury. You know, it's, you, you kind of have to be smart. So it's, it's really important to not let your ego get, you know, take, take the wheel with that. Yeah, no, but even, even with nutrition too, um, 
one of my followers reached out to me and she was like, hey, is this normal? And she just kind of went down through the list of things that her her coach is making her do. Like they had her on like 1100 calories a day. They had her doing like two to three hour workouts. And then they were charging her like insane amounts of money. And I was like, no, I was like, that's, that's not normal. I was like, this, this coach is, it doesn't have your best interest at heart. I was like, so like, I mean, if everything that you're telling me is true, then I would start looking for another coach because that coach doesn't really care about your well-being. I mean, that's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to find a coach that, you know, has your best interest at heart, but also, yeah, like knows, you know, what they're doing. That's yeah. also one thing that I found a lot on social media is everybody's you know, a coach now, huh? <laughs> everyone's a coach. Everyone's a fitness influencer, fitness influencer. And it, it's, it's just hard. It's hard seeing yeah. that, you know, if you do find a coach that, you know, has that intention, you know, and wants to see you do your best, then go for it. I think you can tell because if they listen to you, like if you share concerns with your coach or your trainer and they actually listen to what you're saying and they give you adequate feedback, then you know that 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 person cares. And, you know, at the end of the day, personal trainers and coaches are human too, and they will make mistakes just like the rest of us. But I think that you can, you can usually sense when they're a good person and when they, you know, they, they care. (laughs) Um, Let's shift topics here. Um, I want to talk about body image and body acceptance because that is a topic that I talk a lot about with my like female listeners and my female followers. Um, I think we've done a really good job as a society now to speak out about body image and body acceptance in women. And, but I know it's something that men also deal with, but it's, they're not as vocal about it as women. So um, I don't know, I just, I guess I wanted to shift here and, and talk about that. Uh, get your input on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, speaking, you know, from my own experience with body image, um, again, I was always like a big boy growing up, um, dealt with all the, you know, big boy bullying um, and, you know, using humor as like an escape from that, trying to be, you know, the funny fat kid. And, you know, uh, growing up, that image of myself was really tough to deal with. And I knew, like, I always knew that I was, you know, shifting towards being the funny kids so that people can accept me, you know. Um, And going through, you know, my own journey, my own fitness journey, um, one thing that I kept in mind was, you know, that the awareness of that, you know, having the awareness of just the concept of body image and knowing that your health trumps all of that. You know, like it, your health is the most important and that's physical health, that's mental health, that's spiritual health, that's everything. But I know that that's obviously easier said than done. You know, a lot of people focus on the scale and then they translate what's on the scale to what's in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like I like I had mentioned before about, you know, um, body fat percentage with that challenge I went through. Um, it's It's something that, finding your body fat percentage and finding your weight are two like biometrics that I use with my clients, but I always tell them, you know, right off the back, 
we are only getting this as a marker so that we have something to you know compare to later it is not mm -hmm. anything that says anything about you now you know it, it has no significance as far as like where you are right now it's just the markers that when we work and we progress we can see that progress you know mm -hmm. um but no matter what you can lose five pounds on the scale but you can lose like seven percent body fat and that is a huge accomplishment and i always make sure that i tell my clients that you know and that's something that you will feel and you will definitely see in the mirror you know so as, as far as like body image and and keeping you know your eyes on the prize it's just it's it's tough but i'd say that you know men tend to uh focus on you know the aesthetics focus on the chest and the shoulders and, and the abs um and a lot of weightlifting and not too much cardio but it's important to you know think of those things think about your your weight and your body fat percentage and how you feel yeah so as far as body image um men are taught from a very young age to you know be strong and a lot of that has been symbolized in movies and imagery growing up as physically strong and you know with like a very low amount of body fat you know the hero is always ripped and has bulging muscles um but I think it's important to realize that strength comes in so many different forms, right? Like tie, tying it back to CrossFit, there are some workouts where you're pushing heavy weight and you need that immediate strength. Other times you need the mental strength to push yourself during a longer workout, you know, just off the top of my head. Um, I think men in general have to, you know, sort of strive to learn to feel comfortable and respect their bodies and have the aim whenever you're, you know, you're working out in the gym to be strong and healthy as opposed to just going in to lift and work on developing aesthetic muscles, you know? Yeah. I, I've seen that a lot in my son these days, you know, now that he's, he's, he's about to be 16 and, um, all of his friends, like he plays football and all of his friends are like running backs. Like they're all like lean and like very toned. And, you know, they have a different physique compared to my son who is lineman. My son is, you know, bigger. And I think, you know, for a while there, he was obsessed with trying to make sure that his biceps would pop out and his triceps yeah. would pop out. Because he's like, yeah, because like everybody else is, you know, they're just resting and you can see their biceps and triceps and like his weren't that visible. And so he, that was one of his goals. Like he wanted to, to look muscular and we kind of had to have a similar conversation about like, okay, well, you know, we, we talked about fat. We talked about body composition. We talked about how, the way that those boys train is different to the way that he trains because even at school, you know, when they're at football practice, they get split up depending on your position. And so they have workouts and drills that are specific to that position. So we're like, you know, I was like, okay, but they train differently. They have body, different bodies. Like the reason that they're in that, that they play that uh, position in football is usually because of their body type. My son started playing when he was like in third or fourth grade. 
And right away, because he was one of the bigger boys, he's taller, they're like, okay, well, you're going to be, you know, O-line. And a lot of it has to do with your body type. That's what they put you in that position based on your body type. Um, and, but now, now that he's, you know, he's kind of wrapped his head around that idea. So now like, he'll come home, he'll like, oh yeah, I out-squatted everybody or like, I'm like, see, I was like, because you, you have different, you have different strengths. I was like your body is different. And yeah, maybe their biceps are popping out, but you just, you know, squatted 80 pounds more than everybody else. So, you know, it's just, if I had a daughter, I know that I would talk to her a lot about body acceptance and body image and being confident because those are the things that I struggled with when I was young, but I don't have a daughter. I have a son. And for a long time, I thought that, oh, well, I have a son. He's fine. But now I see like, oh no, like I still need to instill those same things into my son and let him know that it's okay. And, you know, talk about body image and body acceptance. So I don't know. I just like picking, uh, the male brain when it comes to those topics because yeah. I don't yeah absolutely I mean that's also great like definitely I'm proud of you for for instilling that in your son because it's super important and like you said like it's it's nowadays it is very spoken about a lot more spoken about than it was before uh with mm -hmm. body acceptance and body positivity which is awesome and it's not so much spoken about with men so that's great that you that you do that for your son you know and that's another thing that I try to tell people, um, especially for, you know, new clients who say, oh, I, you know, I just want to tone, you know, that, that, that word tone, it's like, it always gets me, you know, <laughs> um, but always making sure that, again, your health, but also your functionality is mm -hmm. priority. You know, you want to be able to move and you want to be able to feel strong and be strong. And then the aesthetic will come after, you know, that, that awesome you know toned image that you want will come after yeah. it's it's yeah. good to be functional first mm -hmm. no I agree because when I went into CrossFit I didn't go into it wanting to look a certain way yeah. I went into it like wanting to feel a certain way like I wanted I went into CrossFit thinking I wanted to feel like a badass like I wanted to lift a barbell like I wanted to do all these things that I would see other people doing it's like I, I want to learn how to do that and then throughout the course of learning how to be a crossfitter and learning how to lift properly that's when I noticed that my body started changing like you know my my, my legs were getting bigger and um I I yeah it was just a byproduct of you know wanting to do this other thing and I think that's something that I like to share with people too. Um, and just like you said about like the weight and the, the fat, a lot of people don't realize that those are two completely different things, like losing weight versus losing fat. And it, it's, it changes your body composition completely. When I, I will not share my weight on social media anymore. When I first started losing weight, I would, I would share my weight like, okay, this is me at whatever pounds. Okay, now this is me at whatever pounds. But whatever I discovered is that then other women would compare themselves and be like, well, I weigh the same thing that you weigh, but how come I don't look like you, right? And, and it's like, but we're not the same person. I was like, you know, I have this type of body shape or maybe like you have more muscle where I have more fat. And it doesn't matter if we weigh the same thing on the scale It's because, you know, our bodies are composed of muscle and fat differently. So now I just don't tell people my weight anymore. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like it's, yeah, it's important to know that, especially if you're like tracking or if you, you know, 
it's an important number to know, but it's not a number that you need to be so fixated on anymore. And I always like to remind women of that. And then now, like, I like to remind my son of that too, that it's not just about, you know, that number. It's about a lot more that goes into your body. Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason I brought up the body fat percentage as well is because, I mean, yeah, again, you hit it right on the head. You know, we all have different body shapes and, and body types. Um, but you can have stronger muscles in your legs from the job that you have or a stronger mm-hmm. back from the job that you have or the things that you do in your daily life. And that will translate later into when you're in the gym, what you're working on and where your strengths and weaknesses are, which will then later translate into what your body looks like, you know? And that's where I think like body acceptance, you know, in males and females is really important because Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be like an ideal body type or an, an, an ideal aesthetic, you know? Yeah. And again, that's another thing that's easier said than done especially on social media when, you know, it just breeds comparison. But I think the conversation of, you know, body positivity and body acceptance really is, is important. Um, Let's talk about mindset. So I like when you, you find really great quotes and you always put them on your stories and I've stolen a couple and reposted them myself. Um, but it seems like you have a pretty great grasp on, on a growth mindset. I like to talk a lot about fixed mindset and growth mindset. Um, and you seem to have a growth mindset. Like you're always looking, uh, for a way to improve or to grow. Um, has that always been the case or is that something that you've just kind of learned throughout your, your life? It's something that I definitely fell into which I'm, I'm happy about. You know, I was definitely, there was a point in my life where I was comfortable, I was stagnant, and it was just linear. You know, mm-hmm. go to work, go to class, uh, come home, sleep. And there, were, there was no growth. And, um, you know, I sort of said this before, but thank God I got injured because that <laughs> really snapped me out of it. It snapped me out of my entire lifestyle you know, and my relationship to fitness and stuff. One of the reasons why I find, you know, really, really the quotes that I, I, uh, that I post, I post them because I know people who have dealt with that difficulty specifically, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's hard. I, I just know, and this year and this pandemic and everything has really, open my eyes to how many people are living on autopilot, you know, and it's very easy to fall into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that comes with the job is sort of breaking people out of that. Like, I don't want to work with you to help you lose 25 pounds and then we stop working and then you go off and that's it. You know, I really want to be there as your support and keep you accountable, but make sure that this is something that you can integrate into your life. Mm-hmm. so that you can also grow yeah it's definitely something that a moment it you just snap out of it yeah I like I like that you mentioned that because I know I've mentioned it um on here before with another guest we talk about how when you're working with a coach yeah they're there to help you you know probably achieve achieve your desired aesthetic but if you don't continue doing those things then you're just going to go back to where you were when you started. So 
when you are working with the coach, yeah, you're working towards that aesthetic or that goal or whatever, but you should also be striving to learn from them. And so learn skills and learn habits that you can then continue doing for the rest of your life. And you don't have to, you know, always be extreme, but learning like healthy, healthy little habits that you can continue to do to better, to improve your life overall, um, is, is ideal because I feel like a lot of people, especially, um, people who tend to yo-yo diet, they'll, you know, they'll go all in and they'll, they'll achieve the desired weight or whatever, but then it's like, okay, well I did it. And then they go back to eating unhealthy, back to, you know, drinking back to whatever it is that they were doing before. And then they put the weight back on and then they have to go and lose it again. And then they put it back on. And that's how you get into this constant yo-yo of back and forth, where ideally what you should want to do is pick up those things that are maintainable so that you stay on the right path. And I always say like, if it's not sustainable, then it's, then, then find something else that is, um, that that's how you break out of that, that yo-yo, that mentality, or I, I don't even know, but yeah, just find something that is sustainable and enjoyable. And that's what I take into my own fitness journey now. Like, you know, I do the things that I like. I, I, it's not so much about a number on the scale for me anymore. It's more about staying active by doing the things that I like. And I, you know, I like the, the lifting part of CrossFit. So I do that. Um, I like the hit part of boot camp, So I do that. Um, and then I recently picked up Pilates just because I felt like I wanted something to, to challenge myself with. And then, and, and I think that's, that's how we grow, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's awesome that you sort of take the pieces from things that you experience and make it work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing that's worthwhile is gonna be easy and nothing that's worthwhile is gonna be linear. You know, you want to always be changing and growing and adapting, um, but do it in, in a way that you said it, like that's sustainable for you. Mm-hmm. And that ties back to really the intention, you know? And that's why I always ask my clients like, what are your goals and what are your intentions? Yeah. You know, do you plan on losing X amount of weight or do you plan on being stronger? Do you do all of your training and coaching in person? Yeah. 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 As of now. Um, yeah. It's all, it's all in person now. It was tough making that adjustment to virtual training, but it yeah. was a challenge that I welcome with open arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's all in person. It's all, um, you know, the gym I work at where we have the full access to the facility and all the equipment and it's great. <laughs> it's great. There was a time as well. And I'm, I'm actually still doing this where, um, over COVID when people weren't allowed to go to gyms, you know, it was like really everything was shut down. Um, I ran an outdoor fitness class and mm. I was doing that, you know, just once a week trying to get people, you know, out of the house, um, and obviously socially distanced um and we did you know i did the correct way and the safe way but um yeah it's all in person that's great that's great all right is there anything else on your mind or in your heart that you want to share yeah i mean i guess thank you first of all for having me on here of course you know following you and and you know seeing your growth as well and and learning about you and seeing all the positive impact that you have, uh, you know, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I guess I guess just one thing that you know I'd want anyone listening to this uh, to take away is you know we talk about things like self reflection and awareness with everything with you know with your job with your life with your partners with everything if there's one thing I would say it's make sure that especially when you're in the gym I'm the gym guy or I'm the personal trainer <laughs> swim coach but um. Make sure that whatever you do, you do it with intention. You do it with your eyes open and your mind open and your heart open. Because although it may be hard, although not every day in the gym is going to be, you know, peach keen, it's going to be tough. Like, use that. Face that challenge and know that you're only going to be better for it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, why I'm going to let you plug all your stuff. So if people want to follow you or, you know, pick your brain about any of this stuff, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is Phil Soto fitness. That's P H I L. A lot of people call me Phil with two L's, but it's Phil with one L Soto S O T O fitness. Um, yeah. And you'll find all my, all my lifts, all my motivational quotes, <laughs> um, on there. Yeah. And I take something new from his stories every day. So you, I'm sure you will enjoy following Phil as well. Thank you, Phil, for coming on the show. And thank you for the sweet compliments. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) 